Abiding means to lay our flesh down and to put on Jesus. Abiding means just that. It means that I operate with Jesus, that I move with Jesus, that everything I do, I'm constantly talking with Jesus. I'm, I'm getting into the presence of God in the, in the morning, and I'm just remaining in his presence throughout the day, talking to him as I go, what do you want me to do here, God? And, and, and I just want to say that that's how our needs are being met because as we abide in Jesus, as we walk with Jesus, like in John 15 when it talks about the vine, it says that we are that that we are the branches we can't do anything without without the the um tree without the vine we can't do anything so the branch can't do anything unless it receives from the roots the roots come up the nutrients come up and it receives and so we can't do anything of our own self in genesis Three, well, actually, in Genesis, it's God created the Garden of Eden, and He talked, He walked with them, He talked with them, He, uh, they abode together in the same place, and they lived together, and everything they did, they, they were one together. But whenever they came out, whenever they sinned. They, they stopped abiding with Jesus. In Genesis 3 and 8, it says, let's just turn to Genesis 3 and 8. It says, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And then it goes on. Um, let's turn to Hebrews 4. That's Starting with 8. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. So when we enter into his rest, which is abiding in his presence, because when we are truly abiding in his presence, it is no longer us working anything. It is God working in us through us. So when we so when we put on Jesus that as I'm going throughout my day and I just have to say it makes life easier. It says that God's burden is light, his yoke is easy. And so when you put on his when you put on his presence, as I'm going, God may speak and he says to do this. And it's like, okay, I'll do this. And so, therefore, 
he already knows what I need, so therefore he is, he is making it happen, not me. I, I have ceased from my own works. I have stopped trying to make anything happen in my own self, in my own strength. Um, in Psalms 1, says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. This is verse 1. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, when whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That right there just said what abiding in God is like. It says that his, as we delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on him day and night, he will be like that tree planted by the river, the rivers of water, and that will bring forth his fruit in, in his season. And his leaf shall not wither, and his whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And when the... Israelites were were, um, were in around the were leaving Egypt, and they were going around that mountain. They were in the presence of God the whole time. They were in the presence of God. Their shoes did not wear out. Their um, they were never sick, unless they got outside of the presence of God and did something other than what God had told them to do. Um, I want to turn to Matthew 25, starting with 34. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was unhungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then it goes on and says, when did we know these things, God? When did we know that you were hungry? And it says, whatever you have done for the least of these, you have done unto me. As we're walking in the presence of God, God will speak, and he will lead you to do one, or he may lead you to give that food. He may lead you to give whatever it is that that person has need of. But it's, uh, it, you're not working it in your own strength. Abiding in the presence of God, there is a, such a rest that comes upon you that you're not trying to do anything anymore. It's, 
Christmas season is very busy, very busy. And, and you're going about your day and, and you think you have to accomplish this, 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 and this, and, and everything. And you're trying to get ahead and you, you're trying to work this and work that and you're trying to do this and, and everything, everything just seems like it's just overwhelming. And, but God says just enter into my rest. It doesn't mean not do anything. It just means that just enter into my, my, just abide with me, and I will lead you to that. Last Sunday, I, I brought up about how God wants us to love like he loved. And uh, to see what he sees, to see with the heart that he sees. And that's part of abiding in God. When we abide in God, we see what he sees. We see, we see the need where he sees the need, not where we see the need. He sees, oh, this is the problem here, not the symptom that you're seeing. I see much deeper than what you see. Um, When, when, when you're going about your day, um, a lot of you have kids. I don't have kids, but a lot of you have kids. And when you, um, you may have three kids, each one of them very different from the other. Do you give the same to the same to each? Thinking, oh, this one works for this one, so it must work for all the others. No. It doesn't work that way. I can tell you very, I can definitely tell you that it does not work that way with my family. It does not work that way for my sister or my brother for you to, to, to love us the same. What, what shows me love does not show my sister love or my brother love. So you have to minister to each one differently. And so abiding makes everything easier that I know exactly how to love Brother Ernie because I see Brother Ernie in his heart. I see his heart. As I'm going about my day, as I'm praying and I say, okay, God, you know, I'm just giving you my day and I'm just asking you to just minister through me. You know, what do you want me to do today? And, and who do you want me to see? And he's like, okay, he, put, he may put... Um, someone on my heart and it says okay bake them a pie well I don't know what they want <laughs> you know I was like okay what kind of pie Lord I don't I don't know if they can even have sugar <laughs> you know <laughs> um, but God knows exactly it's like okay they need this they need this you know so many of us try and um, I'll give you an example me and my mom don't have the best of relationships. Um, my mom, she's always saying, my family never comes to see me unless they want something. But yet, we're, when we do come over there, that's all we hear. So that makes us not want to come over. So when we do, when I do go over there, and I, and I, I decided to start going over there in the morning and and having coffee with her. Well, you know what? Coffee is not that seed. Coffee is not what she needs. 
She doesn't need me to come over there and have coffee with her first thing in the morning. She needs something else. And if I, could, if I saw the heart of her, then I would know exactly how to minister. And that's what abiding in God is like. It's like, okay, this is what you need to do to restore that relationship with your mom. He, he knows the seed that will go in and restore that. He knows. So as you're walking about, you don't have to worry about, okay, to, this year I'm going to focus on relationships. No. This year I'm going to focus on abiding in God so that abiding in God, every one of the needs will be met. My healing, my deliverance, my... Um, my relationships will be restored. Each and everything that I do will come out of that, re that re relationship that I have with God, that abiding with God, that, that, I can, that I can love with the love of God. I can, I can, whatever I do is from God. It's not me putting my hand to it. It's not me working the work. It's not me trying to figure out what is it that I need to do to fix this situation? What is it that um, I see this, I see this What? But, but, but what do you want me to do about it, God? What do you want me to do about it, God? Because I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do about it. And God will say, okay, do this. And it's like Never, it never even occurred to me to do that. It's, it's completely unrelated. But he's like, but you don't know what I see. You don't know what I see. I see far more than what you see. Abiding in God is not, is, I'm not going to say it's easy. I'm not going to say it's easy. But when you first get into the presence of God and you focus on God and you, and because doing it in your own self, you cannot abide in the presence of God in your own self. That's, that's the only thing that's not easy. Right. It's giving up control. Right. Because whenever, you know, like the vine is the producer of life. And the branch doesn't have to strive. It doesn't have to do anything. It just right. abides. Right. It just dwells on the vine. And the only time I have any kind of trouble is when I'm not wanting to give up control. Right. When I'm still wanting to do things in my own self. And so it is easy to abide in him. That's what we're created to do. Right. The hard part is yeah. letting myself go. Exactly. So, when it, so we can abide in him. That's what we were created to do. Yeah. And whenever we just... What I've been learning about abiding in him is just getting up every morning and connect with him. Yes. And then guard that connection. Amen. Don't allow things to pull me off into my flesh mm. and rant and rave or, or give in to fear or give in to, you know, my emotions. And whenever I don't do that, then I'm guarding that connection. When I just stop. Instead of reacting, and I just stop and, and wait a minute and then let the Spirit of God respond through me or let him show me how to respond, then I am guarding that connection. Yeah. And Proverbs 16.3 says that if you commit your works to him, then he will establish your thoughts. Yeah. 
And so if I'm committing myself to him, and that's rolling my day over on him, I'm seeking him, I'm, you know, I'm doing all of that, then, then I can assume that if I have not broken that connection, that that thought to go make Sister Ruby a pineapple cobbler <laughs> is him, you know? And so I just get up and go do it. Instead of doing what I do and, and go, well, that was weird. <laughs> you know, kind of thought, you know, that's crazy that I'd have that kind of thought. But I'm supposed to be connected to him. Right. And so he, he said he would establish my thoughts. Right. And so I have to start trusting that that's what's happening as long as I haven't broken that connection. Now, if I broke that connection because I just got in my flesh with my spouse and I, I went, you know, then I just go, God, I'm so sorry I did it again. Forgive me and just connect again. And then go on about your day doing those thoughts. Right. Amen. Yes. Um, like she pointed out, um, the hardest thing is control that we have to face. Um, it's, but I think part of the key is in Psalms 1 when it was talking about meditating on the on his word day and night if you're meditating on his word day and night then what you're focusing on is is good so if I'm focusing on what is good then I'm not going to be focusing on the bad things I'm thinking on those things that are pure and lovely and of a good report. So it's kind of hard to be angry or or um, resentful that I have to let go of control if all I'm doing is focusing on God and and it's like, Lord, I just thank you for this day and I just thank you, Lord, that you woke me up this morning and and. I just know that you're going to speak through me today and I'll, and through each and every conversation that comes my way and that you're going to fill my mouth with your words and I just commit my day to you. And as I'm going about my day, I just continually keep talking to God. God, I thank you, Lord, that you got me safe to work. I thank you, Lord, that your presence was with me in the car. And each time you, in every step of the way, you're just continually focusing on God and, and how he's brought you out and the things that he's doing in your life, then, then when that one thing comes up that is like, you know, it's, it's like I'm more, I'm more likely to hear the voice of God when he says something than because there are days that, you know, you, you just get caught up into the busyness of the day and that before you know it, you're like completely like, like left God way back there. And it's like, okay, you have to pray a little while before you get back to, to, to where you can just say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do right now? But that's abiding. That's, and it's a continual choice throughout the day of 
I choose to abide. I choose to abide with you, God. Moses said that he wasn't going to go with his presence did not go with him. Thank you. When we abide, um, we know we can tell that we are abiding because we're not frustrated. We're not overwhelmed. Um, and it takes a lot to get us to err. It takes a lot. And, um, and by the same token, we can tell we're not abiding if we're frustrated, if we feel overwhelmed, if we're just, I'm so busy, I can't, I can't, I can't even breathe. That's not abiding. Now, we can abide in the midst of the busy times because that is a lifestyle. Um, we just keep him first. We just, it's not even a conscious thought when you are abiding. You're just, I don't think about my husband being my husband and, and I, I just, he's there, and I'm here, and and I just, and I think about him sometimes, and I talk to him in my head, you know, or I'll send him a text, but in the midst of all of that busy, and and that is such a, a weapon, such a tool to pull us out, is the busy, yeah. and um, like I said, we can examine our hearts and examine our lives and examine our attitudes. If we're doing those little things on a consistent basis where we are snippy or we are gossiping or we are um, angry and we are frustrated and irritated, okay, I'm all of these things or one of these things all the time. I'm apparently not abiding. Okay, God, how do I abide with you? They say it all the time, but how do I do it? Yeah. Sister Rhonda, how do I do it? Uh, you abide by getting into the presence of God, by praying, reading his word, meditating on him, just like when you are um, abiding means being in the presence of. So if I'm if I want to abide, I want to be in the presence of Jesus. I want to be in the presence of God. That little song Zion is calling me. It just starts. I realize that I have been singing it in my head for quite a while. Uh-huh. That's abiding. Yes, ma'am. Um, when I, um, something is coming at me and I'm so frustrated. My husband is being a mean, mean, sorry dog. And uh, rather than going off on him, I go off on the spirit. Ah, you in the name of Jesus, I see you. That's abiding. And, um, yes, okay. And be sweet, says the man. (laughs) Because you recognize that it's not them that's that way, it's the spirit inside of them. Because when you're abiding in the presence of God, you see beyond what their face 
You see beyond their face. You see beyond the words that are coming out of their mouth. You see the heart of the matter. And then who better, who knows better how to diffuse a situation than God? He knows exactly what he needs. He knows exactly what your husband needs. It's like, okay, Julie, this is what you say to him. And then that's what you give him. That's seeing the heart of the person. God becomes that's my number one priority you know Mm -hmm. Um, not letting my husband know I know you know (laughs) that's not the priority anymore it used to be but it's not the priority anymore now me staying connected with God is the priority of my life And, and I want to do whatever I have to do to guard that and you know in Psalms 91 Verse 3, it says that when we abide, that God will protect us from the snare yes. of the devil. And that's what that is. You know, when, when someone, anyone, comes to us with something, there's a trap in there for me to fall in. If I, if I choose to get into my flesh, because you, you said it correctly a while ago, it's a choice. But my, I choose to guard my connection with God and so I'm not gonna I'm gonna recognize that as a trap oh okay that's a trap and I'm not falling in that God how do you want me to respond what do you say about this God and see that requires us zipping it tick a lock you know and that's that's the only thing that is hard but after we become accustomed to abiding and it's all a process it's a process. I can abide better now than I could, you know, when I first started, you know. But so now, <laughs> with someone going, baby, 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 baby. <laughs> but, but now that's what the important thing is, is guarding that connection that I have with God and not, not coming out of him, coming away from his presence. Amen. And to put that in natural terms, me and my husband, when we first got married, we decided that we wasn't going to allow any separation to come in between us. You know, whatever it would be, if it was an argument or it would be um, whatever, you know, we guarded that relationship and said, we are together, this is it, this is, you know, for the rest of our lives we are together and we're going to make this the best relationship ever and so so we guard our relationship we don't allow anything to come in and bring separation well the same way with God we don't we guard that relationship we guard that presence with God we don't allow anything just anything to come in and separate us from the presence of God Real quick, as a as an example of what she's talking about, is that I work the night shift, so I'm used to staying up late hours and sleeping all day, and uh, there for a while, it was a touch and go situation. Of honey, I'm ready to go to bed. Let's let's go to bed, and it's eight thirty nine o'clock. I'm not ready to go to bed. I'm I'm wanting to stay up a little longer and 
and everything and and it, it it did take some time but it did occur to me that 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 was some separation that was that was occurring i was still acting under the under the whole tent of hey i'm single not anymore you've you've got somebody who you've been praying for and who's been praying for you you need to be with them so what you want to do right now is irrelevant. What y'all need to do is what's relevant. And so I started going to bed with her and come to find out it was a good thing because I started getting better rest. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, when you are abiding with God, even your relationships, they just begin to work better. They... They, because you're focusing on God and you're focusing on the power of your God. And also with abiding, he also put a wall of protection around you. Amen. When you abide in his word and you go to living the way he wants you to live, the Lord comforts you. He puts you in, a, in his bosom. Yes. And he protects you. Yes. Yes, she just said that he warned you when something's about to happen so that you can take action. And let's just read Psalms 91 because it's been referenced several times. It says, starting with verse 1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So you see we're abiding under the shadow of him. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. So people that like to uh, constantly gossip. Um, when I think of noisome pestilence, I'm thinking of people that just irritating Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Chihuahua people. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth sh shall be thy shield and buckler, and thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth the noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right, right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. So it's like we are walking in the presence of God, and we are seeing, um, and God is instructing us and teaching us, and he's just showing us, do this right now, do that, and as we go, um, God is bringing healing to our bodies, bringing restoration to our families. He is doing this constantly, whether you know it or not, you're just constantly just abiding in the presence, and he says, do this, and I do this, and he says, come hug Brother Ernie, and you come hug Brother Ernie. <laughs> and so you, before you know it, 
it's like you look back at the end of the year and it's like, wow, look at what God did all through the past year. He's done restored relationships. He's done brought healing in my life. He's, he's, he's done all this in my life. He's kept me from the, the snare of the fowler. Um, and pestilence, when I think of pestilence, I think of sickness. Well, in, in Genesis yes, sir. chapter 2, verse uh, 15, it says, And the Lord God took man and put him in the garden of Eden. Then it says to dress it and to keep it. The garden of Eden is where God chose to walk with man. Amen. And he told man to guard that. Amen. To guard where we come, where we meet at. Guard where we fellowship at. And we all know that story. They didn't guard it. And the enemy come in and the abiding stopped. So we have to have to guard. We have to guard what is precious to us. I learned on Friday in prayer that um, we, we actually have to guard our pastor. We have to guard our pastor. It, even though we are abiding and we're abiding, la, 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 Zion is calling me. I am abiding. Ooh, ooh. I have to be dedicated to the attacks, to, to the knowledge of the attacks of the enemy against my leaders and um and when i abide i am more aware and and um able to go in but we really have to guard the ones that uh see about our souls we have to guard them just like you're talk talking yes you guard what is precious to you you guard those people in your life that are precious to you. You guard that relationship with the Father. Um. We guard what is precious. If our relationship with God is precious, we will guard it. Yes. yes. It's, it's that simple. Yeah, like my relationship with my husband is precious to me. I want to guard that. So we also likewise guard the relationship we have with our father and don't allow anything to bring separation. God said this, there's nothing that can separate us from his love for us, but we bring the separation. But we have to watch that. We have to guard that. In Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, it says to be imitators of God and walk in love. As we are abiding in the presence of God, we are walking in love. We are walking in, actually, every 
fruit of the spirit there is. There's about the self-discipline, the, the love, the mercy. We are walking in that. We are showing compassion. We are, we are, in essence, Jesus walking on the earth again today. Everything that he did when he walked upon the earth was an example of how we are to walk today. So when we put on Jesus, we are Jesus walking on the earth again today. And he, <clears throat> he ministers to whom he wants to minister. He says, he sees. He shares. He instructs. He teaches. He, everything he does is to further the kingdom of God and to draw more into the presence of God. So let's just close there and just with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the word that came forth today. We thank you, Lord, that we just choose to guard that relationship that we have with you, God. We choose to, to guard it as precious to us. We guard it with our hearts and with our minds. We guard that relationship we have with you. We guard that presence that we have, Lord. We thank you that you have chosen to abide with us. We thank you, Lord, that you want to abide with us, Lord. And we just continue to guard that the rest of this afternoon and into the new year. We want to walk in the presence of, your, of who you are, God. We want to be Jesus walking on the earth today. And, Lord, we just ask that you just seal that word deep down into our spirits today, Lord, and just cause us to just be aware of you as we go into the rest of the service. Lord, we just thank you for each and every one that allows you to, to just abide in them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.